RK3 show. Welcome to the RK3 show. Hey, y'all, I feel good to be me. Robert Kennedy III, RK3. I'm pumped up, fired up, jazzed up, ready, ready, ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? That's the question. Listen, I'm not going to do a long intro today. I want to get right to the show. But first, I want to remind you to hop on over to the Speak Right Now community. Speak Write as in writing with a pencil or a pen, W-R-I-T-E, Speak Right Now community. Join me there by searching for the Speak Right Now community on Facebook. Let's hang, let's learn, let's connect. Today's guest is a speaker from Cali, going back to Cali. I think that's all I can say without getting in trouble. (laughs) Anyway, she is a motivational speaker, communication expert, and author. Her book is entitled, If You Can't Say Something Nice... What do you say? Ooh, contradictory. All right. I like it. You know the whole thing when mama told you don't say anything at all if you don't have anything nice to say. Well, you got to talk. I mean, you're at work around people and let's just say some things are just not up to par, right? Well, let's learn a little bit about the speaking industry and what to say in those situations. Sarita Mabin, she's got a story, so let's tell it. Today, I've got Sarita Mabin. Sarita, how are you? I am great, Robert. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Great to to have you here. Sarita is, of course, a speaker. Our show deals with speakers, but she deals with one of the areas that I love, communication quite a bit. So, Sarita, why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about how you knew that this was the place that you were supposed to speak. Yes, yes. Well, you know, it's the it was the weirdest thing because as you may know from my in my other life, I was a uh, university person, uh, mm-hmm. did every kind of job and student services all the way up to dean of students. And uh, over that 13 years that I worked in universities, I was also doing a little bit of free speaking on the side. And every time they would reach over and give me a little mug or a t-shirt or keychain, you know, the little trinket that they would give me uh, after I spoke, they would lean over and they would say to me in a, in a, in a whisper, you know, you missed your calling, don't you? Wow. I know. And it was, that's what I thought. Wow. Every time I spoke, I could feel the energy and the connection between me and the group, but then it was always reinforced with those same words over and over and over. You know, you missed your calling, don't you? You should be doing this for a living. And I just, you know, so it was, it was starting to, the seed was planted even well before I, I left my career in higher ed. I, I felt like there was some um, calling there all, all, all along. Right. So when you started, you were doing free speaking. People said what they said and you said, oh, my gosh, there's something here that I'm missing money on the table, something that I could be doing as a career. So what were the things that you did that worked for you to really start building the speaking part of things out? Well, two things. And and I'm going to name drop here. Um, Toastmasters. Yeah. I. You know, it was kind of nice that people would say, hey, you're pretty good at this, but they didn't seem to be able to articulate 
what exactly is it that is good? So I thought, you know what? Toastmasters would be a great place to go to fine tune, find out if I really had what it took to be a speaker, and more importantly, get some very specific feedback on what I was doing well. So that was the kind of performance side of the perfecting. But then I also started as a contract trainer with a seminar company. And I did that actually the first five of my 23 years as a speaker. Mm. Okay. And seminar so, companies are baptism by fire, really, when you, when you go to every kind of crazy place, speak to every kind of crazy group. Uh, so that's how I actually started. Okay. So let's stop at seminar companies for just a moment. So when you're speaking, the seminar companies, they, they pay you, you go out and speak and you, you sell additional things for, for, for the, for that company or additional training or additional work for that company. But the amount, the amount that you make, is that a place that you would recommend that beginning speakers start based on if, you know, if they want to keep that as a full-time career, tell me. Yeah. You know, um, I have to say, I have to first of all say, I, I don't think of myself as a risk taker. So I would have never left a stable university job as a dean of students and jumped out into the abyss. So I have mm. to confess up front that I'm not that person who would take that risk. Uh, as it turned out, uh, I ended up leaving my job because I was following the then husband to another part of the country uh, and, and, and thought, well, I have to job hunt anyway. Let me humor myself sent a couple of videos to a couple, a couple of those companies, just humoring myself, not really thinking it was really going to happen. And they said, yeah, right. this is great. And so what I found is it's a great way to know that you're going to have work every month, even though you're getting a small amount, we're talking hundreds instead of thousands. Right. Uh, but the difference is you get lots of dates and you don't do any, I mean, zero marketing. And um, so it's a great way to practice your craft. You can do as many dates or as few as you want as you, um, build your own clients on the side. So for me, that was a wonderful way to get started uh, and, and get my uh, feet wet. So when, when people are getting started as well, and we're staying with seminar for just a moment, yes. the, there are some companies that want you to pay a certain fee up front to be a certified representative for them. And there are others that will say, okay, yeah, just go on. Here's, here's our curriculum. Here's our track. Go ahead and do this. We just need you to come to this training and make sure that you can deliver it effectively. That's right. Yeah. The latter, in fact, the latter is the, the model that I pursued. I, I was not signing on to pay anybody big bucks. Um, right. I like the idea of them giving me work um, they held training and, and various opportunities to learn from the other speakers. And then you get paid whenever you go out and do the engagements. Um, what was interesting is years later when I left the seminar company, I, I learned a lot from their model, which was those seminars that they're doing, the public seminars, those are lost leaders. They're not making money from those. What they're mm. making money from is getting you in front of people at companies and then having the companies bring you in for the big bucks and selling products as well. But more importantly, it was a marketing tool to get you into companies. And that was a, a lesson that I learned early on that, I, that served me well later. So for somebody that wants to get into that line, what are some things that they might need to work on in order to be most effective at that? So you can get the call, so you can get the work. Right. Um, you know, it's the same things I think that serve us well as speakers in our own businesses. And that is having good stories because everybody's heard content before and there's nothing unique about the content. It's about your, what kind of stories you can bring to the table. 
And uh, of course, all my university experience served me well because I had all kinds of stories about crazy people doing crazy things and, and crazy communication. So, um, so having good stories, being willing to share your stories, uh, I think also engage in the audience. Uh, audiences don't want to sit passively. They want to be interacted with. And that's something that they encouraged and has served me well uh, later on. So making it personal is important. How, how did you know that you were ready to move on from the seminar companies into your own thing? Okay. So again, I, I wish I could take credit for being a, a, a risk taker and making bold <laughs> moves and taking bold leaps. But none of that is true. I knew I was ready on because the seminar company I was with went out of business. Oh. And they were bought out by a competitor and they gave us three months to decide, do you want to go with the competitor who's buying us out or do you, which was not a good deal. They gave us a much lesser uh, daily honorarium. Uh, right. So do you want to go with them or do you want to leave? And so with literally three, I think four months notice, I had to rally from almost scratch to, um, to build my own business. Because the thing I will say, and this is a, a warning of sorts, it's very seductive when you're with those companies. They say, oh, do you want to go do another date? Do you want to go to Hawaii? Oh, we have some dates. We'd like you to go here to this exciting place and that place. And so you get kind of seduced by that to the point where your entire schedule is filled with their dates and you have right. no time to build your own business. And so when I had four months notice to ramp up my own business, I could count on one hand the number of clients of my own that I actually had. And so that's the thing you have to be diligent about taking time to do the things in your own community uh, with your own contacts uh, outside of that. And that's sometimes a challenge. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. So when you, when you are moving, you're building your business. I, and we talked about some of the different types of speakers mm. in our, our green room before we came on here. And we talked about some people that have, they've been speaking for a little bit and they've plateaued or they're at the same place. And, and so I think about the person that has been in the seminar business for a little while and now is thinking, my gosh, I, I, I need to do something else. You know, what messages do you have for that speaker that, that just wants to step over and do a little bit more? Well, you know, it kind of reminds me of that quote that everybody has heard before. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always gotten. Okay. And yep. I remember when I was literally, this is back in 1999, that I was thrown abruptly out into, onto my own. And so what is that now? 18 years ago? So I've been on my own completely for 18 years. And which I still cannot even believe. But I remember the first thing I did when I was kicked out of the, kicked out to the, into thrown into the lion's den was I called everyone I knew and asked who did they know who needed speakers. Right. And that was something I was kind of scared to do before. But when it came down to either, you know, suddenly I, I, I have to fend for myself, I, I suddenly looked past all the fear and, and started making contact. So I think thinking of people that you might not normally have reached out to would be a great strategy to move past the plateau. And that was 18 years ago when I did that. Um, and then several years later, wrote the book. And that was something that I had put off doing. I had, I had two books where I was, had a chapter in each book. I was a co-author co in quotes and was saying, oh, someday I'll write my book. And so uh, 99 was out on my own actually 2006. So really that's 11 years ago, 11 years. Uh, I ended up doing the book 
And right. um, so that moved me to another level. And then a few years after that, decided to pursue some of the speakers bureaus, which is something I had hesitated to do. And so it's, it's always um, the whole thing of doing something different that you haven't done for me has moved me to a next level. Wow. So I, I read something that somebody who had attended a seminar of yours wrote on Twitter. A few, I guess it might have been last year. And they said that I broke a couple of Sarita Mabin's rules recently. I didn't send a five sentence email. <laughs> right? Right, right. So I want to ask you about that because the, what you said about calling people and saying, hey, who do you know that needs speakers? That's something that a lot of speakers are scared of. Yeah. So what are the best ways that a speaker who has either plateaued or is beginning can package themselves or contact people to say, you know, how, how can I serve you? Right, right, right. Well, you know, I find for me, the biggest strategy in building my own business after the seminar company was free speaking. And I've even actually spoken at a couple NSA chapters uh, early on about free speaking and using that as my number one marketing tool. I, I think cold calling is the worst possible thing for me. That has right. never worked. Um, buying lists and trying to market people and blanket lists, that hasn't worked. Uh, for me, the thing that's worked the best is people seeing me do what I do. Right. I, I feel like there's no other way to get people if you're, if you're not a name, if you're not you know Les Brown or you're Oprah Winfrey or someone who has a, a big name, People don't care, you know, when you call and say, I can do this and I can do that. They're like, whatever, go away. Um, so, <laughs> so, so really, for me, the best marketing strategy consistently from day one has been speaking for free so that people can see me in action and then they're able to refer me with confidence. And, and I'm not one of those people that's going to put together my own seminar, come one, come all. That's a heck of a lot of work and a little return on investment. So I, I'm a huge fan of going with programs that are already in place. So I've spoken at every local chapter of every networking group, every chamber of commerce in the area. Um, Rotary, I do not as much, but have spoken to some of those groups as well. Uh, so I think looking at your area and where are their meetings already in place where they're desperate for speakers, every month they need speakers, and getting on every possible program you can, because those are the people that, are going to become your cheerleaders when they actually see you and resonate with what you do. Do you have any specific resources that you can share with our listeners about where to find some of those? You know, you know, is it meetup, Eventbrite? What, what are some of the things that you would suggest to a new speaker that is looking to, to speak for free? You know, I, I have my, uh, what I call Sarita's free speaking list, okay. which I've given out to any number of people that I've spoken to individually and would be happy to share that with you. Awesome, um, and, and I think uh, the it's kind of a generic list in that it has associations that are found across the country, and so there would be some legwork required to find out who are your local chambers of commerce, who are your local chapters of meeting industry groups. I'm sure right. you know MPI and, a and HSMAI, uh, hospitality and salespeople. You know, Shuram, the side of human resource managers. All of those have local chapters that you can speak for for free, and and that's for me been a, a great marketing tool. Awesome. So for the person that is stuck right now and really trying to move, if you could give them one specific action that they've got to take today in order to really move forward with their business, what would that action be? 
I think the action would be to go to your fans and ask them to advocate for you. Wow. Uh, um, and I say that because one of the things that saved me during the recession, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011, you know, when things were rough, 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 the thing that saved me is I had right before then gone to some people I'd spoken for in different associations and said, who do you know in the other states who need speakers? Who are your counterparts? And can you write me a letter, a testimonial letter, you know, that I could mm. share with them and say, hey, you know, this person said I was great. Do you have, what, what's your meeting schedule? So um, it's so much easier to get people who already like you to advocate on your behalf than to start trying to find new people. And, and so it turned out during that recession period, I was already, I already had a bunch of things in the pipeline that were referrals to counterparts of people who already liked me and were already in my fan club. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Sarita, if you want to get in touch with Sarita Mabin, then you can get her on saritamabin.com. Tell us about your book as well. That's on Amazon. Yes. uh, The book is called, If You Can't Say Something Nice, What Do You Say? Um, The book has been out for 10 years, but I just had the opportunity to record the audio book last year. So it's on iTunes and uh, it's on Amazon and audible.com. And also it's on Kindle for those of you who prefer Kindle. So that, uh, yeah, that's the subtitle of the book is Practical Solutions for Working Together Better. And that's my whole focus, helping people work together better. Or as my clients like to say, helping people play nicely at work. (laughs) Awesome. Sarita, thanks so much for spending some time with us today. You've dropped a lot of gold nuggets. We're going to use them. People, rewind this thing. Get out your notebooks. Get out your pen, pencil, whatever you've got to do. Get a moleskin. Something that you won't lose <laughs> so that you can really take advantage of what's been shared here today. We appreciate you. See you next time. And don't forget, your stuff is your story. And your story deserves a stage. Ooh, fun, fun, fun. I hope you're collecting and using all these nuggets because they're gold. Gold, I tell you. There's gold in Dumdar Hills. <laughs> Listen, use that gold Because I want you to win. I do. That's why I do this. I want you to win, win, win. So commit that you're going to take a step today, right now, like in the next three minutes and 14 seconds. Let's go. Look up for the RK3 show on iTunes and Stitcher as we'll drop new episodes every Tuesday. Be sure to subscribe. Tell all your peeps about the show. And if you have an idea for the show, send me some questions to podcast at robertkennedy3.com. That's podcast at robertkennedy3.com. Guess what, everybody? Everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy the third RK3, and you've been listening to... The-